We're going to start the sports machine with Slim. Off with an apology. Today, Thursday, December 14th. I'm apologizing because I am the reason why the Bruins lost last night. I will take it. I will I will take the hit. I will take any criticism, and all callers are welcome to share their sadness or disappointment in me. 603-224-1450 is the line if you want to call in to New Hampshire's hottest sports talk radio show, The Sports Machine with Slim. We're live from Concord on WKXL. The reason why I am to blame... For the Bruins, lost last night, I bet them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At at the end of the first period, I was watching the game because I figured I would talk about the Bruins to open up the show today. The Celtics didn't play last night. There was no NFL on Wednesday night. College basketball didn't seem to be too interesting to me. So I figured, hey, let's watch the Bruins really dig in for the first time this year. I'm a sports guy, but the Bruins fall to second or third place for me. The Celtics get all my attention. The Celtics do play Cleveland tonight, so we'll get into that a little bit later. But for now, we're on the Bruins. Who, who, who is this geeky guy? Bruins fans. I don't know who this geeky guy is, but he's good. This guy, last night, I'm like, oh, man. I don't even know where we got him from. I did no show preparation regarding geeky and other members of the Bruins, actually. So if somebody really knew about the Bruins, they could probably teach me a lot in a short amount of time. The plan is for the sports machine, as we move forward, to have a handful, or at least a couple, of Bruins experts. I have reached out to people who I know follow the team religiously, watch every game, know everything in and out about not only the Bruins, but maybe other parts of the NHL that I just I just don't. I never played hockey as a kid, except a couple times down the neighborhood pond when it froze over, and I can't skate, really. I have to stop by crashing into the boards or hopefully, uh, you know, not another person or something, kind of holding on to them instead of knocking them to the ground, too. Horrible skater, and uh, as a result, you know, hockey just wasn't my thing. Basketball has always been my thing. Last night, my thing was losing my bet on the Bruins. We were already up one nothing when I bet them, so I bet a minus one and a half, and uh, it was plus money. For a decent chunk, but we lost that. That's okay. I'll get back on the horse tonight with the Raiders. <laughs> As I said the other day, I like the Raiders. I like the Raiders tonight. But for the Bruins, Swayman, for two years, I've watched from a statistics standpoint and just from an eyeball standpoint, the times when I did actually sit down and watch the Bruins, especially during the playoffs, um, and who was in net, whether it was last year with Olmark or Tuka Rask, in years prior, where I'm just like, these guys are not getting it done. Like, Swayman deserves his chance. And what I saw from him last night leads me to believe that I I am 100% correct with that take. Like, I know Elmark is good, but Swayman needs to play in the playoffs. If not every other game, I I mean, if not every game, then every other game, certainly. He He can't just be in there and sitting on the bench during the playoffs. Swayman needs to play. That dude kept us in the game last night. He stood on his head, literally. They, they could. The Devils. We lost to the New Jersey Devils for people that don't know. Ultimately, two to one in overtime. And Swayman made a couple of incredible saves in overtime to keep things alive throughout the game. He made four or five. That was. I was like, wow. I mean, that easily could have been a goal. The goalie kept us in the game last night, which leads me to go. Okay, then what happened to our team of players? Because when I was watching 
some last year from afar. But every now and then I would tune in, especially because the Bruins were just so incredible during the regular season. I, from a curiosity factor, I'd be like, oh, I have to see why we're so good. And boy, was it noticeable. Last year during the regular season, it was noticeable how many just smooth, slick plays. Bergeron, Martian, and Pasternak, most of all. Last night, I saw Pasternak mess up a time or two. He had one or two incredible plays, too, but ultimately no goals. This guy, Geeky, gets the goal, but it wasn't even that. The one goal the Bruins scored, Geeky, Geeky put it in. I didn't even see that goal, honestly. I just watched the rest of the game. The plays that this guy makes on the offensive and defensive end, yes. Give me more, Geeky. Number 39, for people that don't watch the Bruins. I find hockey, it's tough if you don't watch the game a lot to know who's out there and to know what their strengths and weaknesses are as a player. And that's really the key thing. You have to watch hockey enough, from just my two-cents opinion, you have to watch hockey enough to be able to say, oh, um, a guy like, let's say last year, Charlie McAvoy in the playoffs, he couldn't clear the puck out of his own zone. He couldn't carry the puck out of our zone on the defensive side of things. Like, Charlie McAvoy last year in the playoffs stunk. I don't care if somebody who thinks they know hockey told me, oh, Charlie McAvoy is great and played good in the playoffs. No, he didn't. He was atrocious, dude. If you know anything about sports and you watch, I'll sit down with you and point it out. We can watch the replays of the games. He stunk last year. Now, in the playoffs, Lindholm last year as I watched, that guy was phenomenal. And then you find out he had an injury you know, in the playoffs because he wasn't so hot. He wasn't phenomenal in the playoffs. He was decent. Last night, I didn't get to see him enough. I saw him make a few good plays, but that's the thing about hockey. You really have to invest time in. If you want to get to know the players and know, oh, hey, he's going out on this breakaway. Yeah, this is the guy we want with the puck. Oh, there's Pasternak on the other side. Get it over to him. Get it over to him. Because the Bruins, I could tell last night, doing a good job uh, from just a team standpoint of looking to pass and throwing passes that are high like probability to succeed if it connects, <laughs> meaning they're trying to pass the ball or pass the puck through two, two uh, lines and get it ahead, beat the, beat the rush down the, the ice. You can tell my terminology is slow and actually kind of terrible as if I did want to critique myself <laughs> when it comes to hockey. I'm just, the, the words are not going to free flow from my mouth like they will in basketball because I can watch the game and say, hey, this guy isn't moving his feet on defense. The guy's getting around him. Or we could talk about Giannis and last night and how people want to complain and he wants to complain because he got thrown to the ground and this stuff. But it's his fault because for years he's just been physical to the point of like a fight on the court and nobody stands up to him because he's so big and strong and fast that finally you get a team like the Indiana Pacers and my man Aaron Neesmith, I love that guy, is like, no, dude, I'm not just going to let you chuck over me. So we'll get into that a little bit later. We're going to try and stay focused on the Bruins. Hey, Bruins, here's my notes as I as I read them. With 13 minutes left in the second period, I bet the Bruins minus one and a half goals, plus 120. Who is this geeky guy? Number 39, Swayman with an exclamation point. That's towards the end of the second period. I know because the Devils apparently start off slow. I guess they have given up the first goal in something like 20 games so far this year, but they've come back to win nine and now I think 10 of those games. So it's kind of what they do, maybe come out a little bit slow and 
you could see after the first intermission with the Devils that something got tuned up. I, I wonder if that's not a team that we might want to um, sprinkle some pizza money on or something for, a, <laughs> for long-term success in the NHL. I'm not saying the Bruins aren't going to do it, but I think that uh, the Devils showed a little something to me. And when you continue to get down and it doesn't scare you and you just kind of bounce back, that shows me you got some, some fortitude, intestinal fortitude, brain fortitude, whatever it might be. Back to my notebook. Wow. Pasternak toward the end of the second. He goes between uh, one guy and then switches back, reverses direction, almost puts it in. Nice save by the, the New Jersey Devils goaltender. That was probably the, the big play of the game. That was, that was the big moment because that was an incredible play by Pasternak. It just didn't go in. If it goes in, Bruins probably win. And that's the thing about hockey that I never really loved either, to be quite honest with you. It's like So much of it is luck. Just throw the puck in front of the net, hope there's a screen, and it, or hope somebody deflects it off their stick. I know that's incredible skill. No question. A hockey players ridiculously skillful, especially if I can shoot a puck towards the goal and you are in the way and you're planning to deflect the puck with your stick in a manner so that it changes direction so that it can go in the goal. Like these, these guys actually practice this stuff. It's actually it's totally nuts to me that they could do that because I'd just be like, ah, don't hit, don't hit me with the with the puck. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get out of the way, dude. I'll get out of the way. They intentionally kind of stand there and just use the stick to boom, let me di- direct this thing. So, but but so much so many goals in hockey are lucky. You see the goalies sometimes they're standing on the head, they're making this save, it's incredible. And then this one thing comes down, it's just a slow trickler. But there was one dude in front, and it just goes in between his pads. So that that's always annoying to me. Sometimes they score goals, and I'm like, where did that happen? I didn't even see the puck. How's this happening? I have no idea. Obviously, the sports machine was slim. I don't claim to know everything. I do not claim to know everything, but I know what I know. And I know NBA hoops. We're coming back with NBA hoops in a minute. It's WKXL. You're listening on 1450 AM or more likely 103.9 FM in Concord. 101.9 FM in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com. Talk to you in a minute. today talking to a friend on the phone and we were talking about cryptocurrency because I like to talk about crypto with people because I know a lot about it because I've been following the space for seven years now and I talked to him about different coins and said something about XRP which is Ripple and he said no no I don't have any and I was what what this is an absolute must-own. Like, what, what are you talking about? And I went on a, a one-minute spiel, uninterrupted, kind of like I do here with the sports machine. I just started rambling. I was like, you need to own this. And then at the end of my conversation with them, I said, not for you, not financial advice. And we both just kind of laughed because you hear all these commercials that are pumping stuff when it comes to crypto or other investment products online, YouTube or whatever these different online things are. And this, uh, this is not financial advice, but I had spent the whole minute saying, like, you need to do this. Uh, so I'm not telling you you need to do this, 
because I'm not giving financial advice, but uh, I kind of am. And nonetheless, I am also on another topic playing the Raiders tonight. I am not going to be held back by my defeat in hockey yesterday. I shouldn't have done that. The only reason I bet the Bruins last night is because I have a problem. But uh, we're going to be <laughs> talking about the Raiders charges game in a minute here, or maybe the next segment. For now, we're talking about the NBA. And oh, let's start out, instead of the Celtics-Cleveland, we'll preview that in a second, but let's start out with Giannis. 64 points, and when when he got thrown to the ground last night by my man, Aaron Neesmith. I used to love that guy on the Celtics. I knew he could shoot, and I knew he was a competitor. If you watched him play, he was a competitor. Now, he, I believe, was part of the trade to get Malcolm Brogdon in here last year. And at the time, I was like, oh, I like Neesmith, but I loved Brogdon. I wanted Brogdon on the Celtics. I, I just liked his game. I think he's strong in this. It didn't work out. And in fact, it's going to have turned out to be a horrible trade. It is going to be a horrible trade. You know why? Because if you watch Aaron Neesmith last night, his reaction, he first of all takes down Giannis. And he does it in the way that's, I mean, it was, it was not dirty. It kind of dirty. All right. <laughs> it was borderline. But he didn't want him to score two afterwards. He was like, all right, I'm going to follow you close. I'm going to make you go to the free throw line. And Giannis is not used to being contained like that. So Giannis is just ready to explode up to the hoop with all of his energy like he always is because everybody's too afraid to get in his way. Understandable, the dude is an absolute monster and an angry monster. That's just like, you kind of don't want to get in his way. Just go ahead. Ole! <laughs> Let me roll out the red carpet for you, Giannis. Go ahead. Dunk in my face. I'll just stand and watch. Well, Neesmith was like, no, no. I'm going to wrap you up, and you tried to go through, and no, I'm going to kind of take you to the ground. Well, then, then, oh, the basketball chaos ensues, and Bobby Portis takes exception because Bobby Portis is the tough guy there to enforce, and Bobby Portis is a tough, tough guy, and I mean, potentially a, a, a psychopath because he has punched his teammate in, in practice in the past when he was with the Chicago Bulls, just wailed the dude in the face. And, and people know Bobby Portis is not a man you necessarily want to mess with, and he is sizably bigger than Aaron Neesmith. But in the ensuing fracas after Neesmith took Giannis to the ground, Neesmith was not backing down from Bobby Portis either. He wanted Adam. And that's how you play and win basketball. You do not win by being passive or willing to take crap from anybody. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're willing to take the crap from people. That's the fact, Jack. That's why they haven't won. It's not because they haven't. They don't have the talent. It's because the mentality isn't there that I am not going to lose. I'm not going to let you beat me. I'm not going to let you physically out-tough me. I don't care how big you are. I'm going to battle. And the funny thing about it is now, Tatum's like one of the biggest dudes in the league when it comes to his position. I mean, he's not being guarded by... Yosef Nurkic or, I mean, uh, Jokic and any of the big dudes, any of the big, the fives, the, he's not being guarded by Joel Embiid. Anybody that's guarding Tatum, if you watch, Tatum's bigger than him, like for the most part. If you And look at how strong Tatum is. Physically, he could go to the rim like Giannis does. But Giannis was built on this. Like that's a skill he has developed through time. Like, I am going to get to the rim. And his body motion, his movement, his steps, everything is in alignment to be like, I will run you over. I am a machine. I will dunk on you. 
Tatum never built that because he's more interested in taking step back threes, which is fine. Three counts more than two. And Giannis can't shoot to save his life. So there's the disparity between the two. Obviously, Tatum has more skill. Giannis wants to win. And as I have screamed at my television over the last handful of years, and I loved Marcus Smart for the reason that he wasn't going to let guys truck over him. Now, Marcus Smart undersized, much smaller than Giannis Antetokounmpo. But Smart knew how to guard that cat. He's like, I know you're going to the basket. I got the footwork and the speed and the intuition to say, oh, he's going to go this way. He's going to go that direction. Run me over. I'll take the offensive foul. When's the last time we've seen Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown take an offensive foul? Come on. When's the last time we've seen Tatum or Brown foul a guy like Naismith did last night? A guy bigger than him. And not back down afterwards. And not laugh it off and smile. But be like, oh, you're going to get angry at me? Let's play. Let's go. Now, the Bucs did win. (laughs) And Giannis did score 64 points. But the point is still, Naismith doesn't have the size. The Celtics have the size. The Celtics need to find that attitude because Giannis is coming with that same exact attitude in the playoffs. People get out of his way. He's used to being told he's the best. He's used to being told, yes, you need to play physical, and he wants it from a personality from inside his brain. I'm not going to be stopped. That's his mentality. That's how he won a title. He willed that team to a title a couple of years ago, the Milwaukee Bucks. He was injured and willed them to the title. Get on my back, and he just did it. Now, Chris Middleton certainly helped, and so did Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday was right there, and if you watch Drew, he's going to be there this year for us, baby. Drew Holiday has that mentality. You can tell when it comes playoff time, he's going to be there. He's not going to let people just walk over him. So Celtics, what are we going to do tonight? We're playing Cleveland. Cleveland shot lights out incredible on Tuesday night to keep that game close. They were up 16-4, to I think, to start. Cleveland was on fire, and they didn't stop all game. The, the shots they made, high degree of difficulty. The Celtics played defense, so I would expect the Celtics to cruise tonight to an easy win because there's no way Cleveland's shooting like that, and I'm going to be in attendance at the game. Got a big event to, um, well, a special event with the family in southern New Hampshire where uh, the family's going to be going to the Celtics game tonight, and we're in a luxury box, and I will be there on the bus ride to the game to hand out prizes because people don't know this, but in an alternate universe and in my other life, I am known as a prize guy. The prize guys give away prizes. So I will have on my tuxedo this evening on the bus, and we might just play the replay of this show in this segment right here for the whole bus to hear on the ride down. So, Bus, I hope you're having a great time, and I hope I've given out some prizes that you like, because I don't know what the prizes are, but they're usually good. So that's my little uh, pitch to the marketing team for this evening's event, which we will talk more about tomorrow. The Celtics, go take care of business. You're undefeated at home now, 11-0. I think I had said yesterday that we were 10-0 at home. No, 11-0. I'm just going to tell you, the best teams in the NBA each year usually win most of their games at home. That's just something you say, teams ain't coming in here and beating us. And that's what we did the other night, the Celtics against Cleveland. Cleveland came to battle. I mean, they were a little short man, Evan Mobley not playing for Cleveland. That's a big thing. That dude's big and good. (laughs) But And his height would certainly impact Tatum. That's a guy who could guard Tatum to a certain degree. But whatever. Tonight, I don't even know if Mobley's going to be there, but Celtics just need, whether Mobley's there or not, take care of business, 
win another game. This is a good stretch of basketball games. Cleveland Tuesday, Cleveland again tonight at home. Then tomorrow we got Orlando, Jonathan Isaac I love from Orlando, and they play Orlando again on Sunday. The last time we played Orlando was in Orlando about two, three weeks ago, and they spanked us. They crushed us by 20 down there. So that needs to be on your mind, but uh, from a betting standpoint, I'd, I'd suspect Orlando does pretty well tomorrow night. Tonight, Celtics. Celtics over Cleveland. I'm excited, looking forward to that game. Looking forward to the playoffs for the NBA. I could talk about this. I mean, starting right now, just you look at the shakeout of the teams in the East and the West. The Minnesota Timberwolves? I almost said Vikings. The Timberwolves? Are to that level out there? I don't think so, although Anthony Edwards, obviously an absolute stud. I wonder who out there in radio listening land is just fishing across their dial right now. You're driving down 93, you're driving up 93, and all of a sudden, hey, what's this guy? Is he talking sports? Yes, this is the sports machine with Slim. I'm talking to you. If you have just turned on this dial, you need to probably hold it on so that it saves. Just put your finger on that and hold it down and it'll save so that you can come through anytime you're passing that area on 93 and listen to the sports machine with Slim because we just get better and better here on WKXL. You're listening to us on 103.9 in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, maybe it's 1450 AM, nhtalkradio.com. You can always hear us live or on demand. I'm coming right back. We got another half hour to go. The sports machine with Slim. of cool NFL action. I'm looking at a sports website right now. The headline, Shanahan won't pick MVP between Purdy or Christian McCaffrey. That's from ESPN. Guess what? Neither will the voters. The the voters, the the San Francisco 49ers players are not going to win the MVP. The MVP is Dak Prescott. I said it to my friends two weeks ago when he was 7-1. He's now the favorite at 1.5-1. to Dak Prescott is the MVP. Nobody is going to give Brock Purdy the MVP. Give me a break. He's not even the best player on his team. It's not even close. Christian McCaffrey, of course, is the best player on the team. But the quarterbacks always get the votes. For MVP, that's how it works. So you have a division over there. You, you, if you're a voter, you can vote for for Christian McCaffrey. Some people might, and some people might vote for Brock Purdy, which is insane. Like you're out of your mind if you think he's the best player in the league or the most valuable player in the league. Listen, Slim from the Sports Machine could go quarterback the 49ers and make the playoffs. And if you think I'm kidding, you're no, you're wrong. I'm 49 years old. I haven't played football since uh, seventh grade. Was eighth grade? No, seventh grade. <laughs> I was pretty good back in seventh grade, I will say. But but literally, just hand the ball off to Debo Samuel on ends around. Hey, hand the ball to to Christian McCaffrey. Throw the ball. If everybody creeps up, throw the ball deep to Brandon Ayuk. And when I say deep, I might be able to get it out there 25 yards in the cold. Probably less. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, everybody can't do that. Kittle. Let me just I'll throw the ball to Kittle. San Francisco 49ers are so stacked to say Brock Purdy's the MVP. Don't get me started on that. There's limited time on this show. I could talk for four hours every day. But Dak Prescott's your MVP. It's much better if you got him at 7-1 to one than 1.5-1. One to one. Because Philadelphia is on a train ride down. Jalen Hurts could have been your MVP. 
if he had beaten the Cowboys last week, he would have sealed it up in my mind. But guess what? He didn't. You know why? Because he's tired. Just like I said two weeks ago, the dude's getting run into a freight train every single week. Here, let's do tush push. Do those squats. Do those squats, Jalen Hurts. Keep moving forward. Let's go. Let's win every single game. You can't do that. You cannot do that. And Philadelphia is going to run into another train on Monday night as we really dig into NFL action starting right now. Monday night, Philadelphia is going to Seattle. Seattle's been on a downward streak, but if you look at the teams they've played, tough teams, tough schedule. But their whole season is on the line Monday night next week. Look at their record, people. They're 6-7, and seven, right? They've lost four in a row. So they were 6-3. and three. They were making the playoffs. Now they're 6-7, and seven, not making the playoffs. But the, the, the whole playoff picture in the NFC is disgustingly congested. So at 6-7, and seven, you're okay as long as you win your next game. Geno Smith comes back, hopefully, Monday night. Seattle will put every single drop of enthusiasm into that game. Philadelphia... They've lost a couple in a row, so people say, oh, they should be angry. No. Look at the last five games Philadelphia has played. Buffalo, Kansas City, Dallas, San Francisco. It's five games in a row Philly has been jacked out of their mind for, rightfully so, because they were big games. They just This stretch in their schedule is insanely difficult. It gets easier after the Seahawks, but... They're going to run into a physical Seahawks team Monday night, and Philly's in trouble. Philly's favorite I just saw by four. So in the last segment today, we might go down the lines here of each game, and I can give you my comments and my impression. I know everybody does it, but I think I do it a little better than most people just because I got so many years of gambling insight and experience that I can share with you people. Like, First of all, I don't understand how the Cowboys are getting two from Buffalo. I just do. I do not get that. At all, and I'll talk to you more about that in the next the next segment. I saw another headline here from from ESPN. Belichick is this real? Did he really say uh, Belichick on future? I'm getting ready for KC. We're on to Cincinnati. I'm getting ready for KC. Is when asked about his future. Bill, listen, dude, the act is getting old. Stop it. I'm getting ready for KC. Can you just take a breath for a second? Bill Belichick, please. Your, your ex smells, dude, like four-year-old salmon. Four years ago, we were good. Tom Brady left. Since then, each year, our salmon smells a little bit worse. <laughs> it's like to the point now where it's an infestation. There's flies all over it. And then and people are like, what is this that smells so bad? Oh, it's this salmon for four years. Oh, we're on the KC. I'm, I'm, my focus is on KC. Dude, your focus should be on your record. It's 3-10. and 10. Let me go back to my, as you hear my papers, Patriots record. 3-10. and 10. Come on. My focus is on KC. Your focus should be on getting the heck out of here. Go to the retirement home. You've had, it's enough. Now, I'm starting to get disrespectful, but I've had three years or four years of holding it in. And now I have the form and the microphone in front of me, so I feel like empowered. But really... Bill, it's time to pay, hang it up, dude. Or go somewhere else. You want to go win the record? Go somewhere else. Take care of business. Good luck to you. Don't be trying to win games here. We need to lose games. The Patriots need to lose games. We want the number one pick. It's probably not going to be number one. Then we want number two. Because I still have no idea what Chicago's going to do with that number one pick, as I've said a few times on this show. Raiders and Chargers 
tonight. Cool game. Raiders scored zero points last week. Three to nothing. The Raiders really lost three to nothing. I didn't watch any of that game. There were other games that were better. Now, tonight, will I watch some of this game? I would, but I'll be at the Celtics game. I would watch this game. You know why? I think that the, the Raiders are coming to play tonight, baby. What's their record? They can't make the playoffs, can they? The Raiders can't make the playoffs. They're 5-8. and eight. I mean, let's be realistic. They, they, there's a lot of congestion in the AFC. I mean, heck, when you look at wild card teams, the second-place team with the best record in their division is, is Cleveland. They're 8-5. and five. I mean, they're starting quarterback. Deshaun Watson's out, so there's no reason why they need to finish something you know better than, than what, 9-8? and eight? They go 1-3 and three in their last two. So if the Raiders win tonight, they'd move up to 6-8. and eight. So, hey... We can keep the dream alive, baby. So the Raiders, they want to win. They're at home. They were embarrassed last week. This is the biggest thing from a motivational level within the locker room. As long as within the locker room, their coach, it's Antonio Pierce, right? He took over for the Raiders. As long as he's got that team somewhat together. And I don't care who it is. We know that he's got the team more together than Josh McDaniels had him. That's just the sports machine was slim. Uh, If I show up there today and I'm the new head coach, those players will will like me better than Josh McDaniels, even if they go, man, this guy's slim. He doesn't know anything. He has no idea about formations, but he lets us do what we want to do. And for one game, that strategy can work. And it worked for the Raiders a couple weeks ago. I forget who they played, but the first game that Pierce coached, they won. Well, now they scored zero points last week. Three to nothing. But what does it tell you? The defense is coming to play. I mean, they held last week the, the Vikings to three, even though the Vikings offense not good with Dobbs. He got benched. But tonight, who do we got? We got no – I don't even know who the starting quarterback for the San Diego Chargers are going to be, and it's not even the San Diego Chargers. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. The backup QBs will be in focus tonight. So who the heck is playing for the Chargers? You want to know something? It doesn't matter. It's Justin Herbert. There's a little quote. You got it right there from ESPN. Justin Herbert is out for tonight's game. We know this. And the Raiders are going to send Max Crosby in to get whoever replaces them. The Raiders Raiders are going to win tonight's game. That's why they're favored by three. Very strange. When I saw that line, I went, wait a minute. The Raiders scored zero points last week, and now they're favored by three, and on the public action side of things, everybody's betting them. That's scary. That is scary. That is a tool you need to be taking into account. So I will go and I will revisit that site that I like to, which shows me the public betting action, and we will discuss that in the next segment here on the Sports Machine with Slim. We have a, a slew of interesting games coming up in the NFL this week. I can't wait to get to that. And the Patriots, specifically. Bill Belichick, we're on to Casey. What is going to happen to the Patriots on Sunday, everybody? You got a, you got a thought? You want to talk? 603-224-1450. I said it. 603. That's the area code in New Hampshire. 224 224 and then 1450, that's the AM dial we're on anyway. So 603-224-1450. You can put that number in your phone. Put it the sports machine with Slim. Hit dial. Boom. We'll put you on. What is going to happen on Sunday with the Patriots? My brother Dave, the number one fan out of the top ten fans of the show, he says the Patriots are going to win? I say the Patriots are going to get crushed. So tomorrow, 
we will be taking that next level. I will actively recruit my brother Dave to come on for a segment and talk about NFL football, and we're going to spend some good time on the Patriots and Kansas City. I just think that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in football, even though he's not going to be the MVP. He's the best player in football, and when you kind of embarrass the best player, like a Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl champion, they respond. He's been taken in the media for a week, people. Patrick Mahomes, not going to be happy when he plays the Patriots on Sunday. But you will be happy if you stay tuned for this last segment of WKXL's The Sports Machine with Slim. I'm coming right back. It's 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com. by myself. I'm laughing. <laughs> the sports machine was slim. <laughs> We're going to do something unexpected. We're going to take a hard right turn. We're going to turn. Change direction real quick. I want to welcome a caller onto the air, but before I do, I want you just to hold tight and, and listen to this, Bob. I wrote notes down the other day and I haven't used them, so I just pulled this out. I, I just listened to the commercials that were on in between segments here, and one <laughs> made me think of this. So I'm like, now's the time. So I'm going to play a little segment called Name the Movie. You you want to be part of this, Bob? Oh, yeah, I love movies. Here Let's we go. go. Let's see if you can name the movie. I'm going to say two scenes from it. Just just hold tight till I get both out. It'll be quick. Ready? Ready? At Global Gym, we are better than you, and we know it. That's, that's I don't one. need the second one. Hold on, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you because this is the one that made me laugh as I was coming on. Your, your gym is a skid mark on the underpants of society, LaFleur. I got to imagine we're, call, we're talking about dodgeball, colon, and underdog story. You, you got the full name. I was going to accept dodgeball. That would have been enough to win the prize. As one you? should, but uh, I am not just a sports nerd. I'm a movie nerd as well. <laughs> Well, thank you for the added detail. I am delighted to welcome a caller onto the show for the first time today because it helps give me a break, and I do think my skill is uh, interviewing people. I think that's where I will be most entertaining when people are actually calling the show and talking. So, Bob, just to give the listening audience just a little backdrop before we let you take us down whatever path you want to take us down, I will say to everyone, you are my cousin, and you are the number two ranked fan of the show in the top 10 list of fans you are number two so you are going to be treated with respect by me and i want you to say on the air how you would like me to address you from now on do you want to be known as my cousin bob or bob from quincy go ahead you know i we gotta combine them i've given this some thought it's cousin bob from quincy and if people want to think it's quincy new hampshire let's let them <laughs> There's some people from way the northernmost piece, pieces of New Hampshire who might think that uh, Quincy, New Let's Hampshire is a I'm thing. hanging out by the polar cave. <laughs> there we go. There you go. All right. My cousin Bob from Quincy, what would you like to talk about today? All right. So I was thinking, of st- I've been going back through the archives. I was thinking of starting with uh, my 10-minute take on Tony Cutlass, if you want to do that. Or we could jump right into Mr. Jaden Daniels, Slim's favorite. Oh, go Jaden Daniels. 
I am hearing you hype this guy up. What I'm wondering is, there have to have been past drafts where you were doing your analysis and you said, look, Mahomes is sliding down, but I know he's going to be a future. Or Jamarcus Russell, everyone's saying take him with the number one. This guy's a bump. What, what, was, what are some of your great ones from the past or even one where you totally got it wrong? Well, I got two of them. You said uh, Jamarcus Russell, absolutely. I knew when that was happening. I was like, no way, no way take that number one. If I pulled up all the drafts in front of me, Bob, I'd probably probably be able to give you more that I've gotten wrong. But I will say... um, uh, another that one I was right on right, but the one I got wrong was Baker Mayfield because uh-huh. I told everybody he wasn't originally projected to go number one. I think when when Mel Kiper and these other guys were originally saying what their draft was going to be like right after the college season was over, I think they had Mayfield projected at like the number twenty pick or something like that, and I was like, he's going number one. He's gonna be awesome, and he hasn't. Although this year he has kind of redeemed himself over at Tampa Bay. Mayfield, yeah, Mayfield, he had a resurrection. Like, I don't think you're totally wrong on that one. Yeah, number one, I mean, it's such a crapshoot, and they overvalue that position like crazy because it's so important. And also because, it, you know, they, they have more information on those those top quarterbacks. I mean, Caleb Williams, let's see what happens with him. But um, do you want to go just NFL, or can I jump into the Celtics cap? You can, but just the last piece, I would say, yeah, when it comes down to drafting quarterbacks, Bob, I would think that Wonderlick test, I mean, I don't know what the criteria are on it, and even if it's a bunch of math questions or like the SATs or whatnot, but... They phased I, it out. Oh, they, they you, don't, you don't take the Wonderlick test anymore during the draft I, process? I, I don't believe they give it anymore. I'm not 100% on that, but I think I heard they were either going to phase it out or that it's no longer used. And they've replaced it with something else, and I believe I'm correct on that. Well, you might be, and what I would say is, yeah, yeah, let's phase out something. But we have to wonder what Kyler Murray's wonder looks <laughs> Well, I'm saying, that's that's it. It's like you would you would think that it's a, an appropriate gauge to ask a quarterback who's going to be responsible for the multi-millions, uh, you know, billions potentially of certain franchises because the fans, like the Patriots getting Tom Brady, how much more are they worth now financially than they would have been if we had never had Tom Brady, right? So that's why I say... Somebody like Jaden Daniels, I want him number one with the Patriots. If we have the number one pick, I want Jaden Daniels, Bob. Not because I'm sure that he's going to be successful. Not that he's the highest guarantee of being successful because I believe Marvin Harrison Jr. in the wide receiver spot, that's a flat-out guarantee. But because watching football next year, man, Jaden Daniels will be different to watch. That's pure excitement. I need to watch those games if he's on our team. I love your Marvin Harrison take. I 100% agree on that. I am curious. Did you watch the Manziel documentary? No. On Netflix. Excellent. I was wrong on him. Check this Another out. one I was wrong on. I thought he was going to be good. He was horrible. Yeah, and also, <laughs> watch the documentary. You'll find out why. He, he never watched a single second of video in college. Just partying and getting by on athleticism. Oh, my God. They go into it. That's a good take right there. All right, let's jump right into the Celtics Cavaliers. Do it. Here's why. The Celtics. Win by double digits tonight and yep. cover that number. I like because it. Because I actually took the Cavaliers in the last game. <laughs> now, the Cavaliers shot the lights out on threes. How many of these games come down to, are you hitting your threes or are you on? And are you not? I'm sorry. So, the Celtics, I also believe that the team, the elite team, is going to come back at home on the, on the back-to-back head-to-head playing the same team 
and the Celtics are going to win by 12, 13, 14, 15 points tonight and show their dominance. Why not 25, Bob? Why can't we just Why not? out of the water? Why I'm going to be Let's there. I'm going to be there. I will lead the you charge. Are. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to the game tonight. We'll be in a suite. Uh, it's a long story. I'll tell more about it tomorrow, but I'm wearing yeah. a tuxedo to the game. I'm giving out prizes on the bus on the way there. I'm kind <laughs> of a big deal. I'm kind of a Here at Global so, Gym, we're better than you, and we know it. <laughs> look, I heard you have a number five fan who liked the Facebook page. I know how big deal you are. <laughs> thank you. Yes, that thank was the funniest thing I ever heard. You, you are a character. I'm not I'll afraid be- to poke fun at myself, Bob. That's And I'm not afraid to have callers poke poke fun at me. In fact, I kind of like it. It's, it's just my humor. I like to be made fun of. There's plenty of things you can make fun of me for. When this show is on year five, I can say I was here day one. And I will not forget you. By then, Bob, hopefully we'll be able to say something like, my cousin Bob from Quincy has been in the top ten fans ranking for the entire last five years. And we're going to give you some sort of a lifetime achievement award. I don't know what it'll be. Like maybe a gift certificate somewhere. I love it. I love it. And I, I am not just your cousin. I am a fan. You're talented at this. And uh, I'm looking forward to it going places. Right on. Appreciate it, Bob. All right. Hopefully we'll talk to you tomorrow or definitely sometime next week. And you can expect to hear your name on the rundown tomorrow of the top 10 fans of the show. I will be releasing every week on Friday, releasing a new list of the top 10 fans of the show. Just a heads up. Your name will be on there. What position? You'll have to tune in to find out. Thank you, sir. It's my honor. There we go, everybody. See, And that's how you do it. You want to be a fan on the show? 603 224 1450. And I'm going to tell everybody tomorrow, it's not going to be a huge prize. See, you get a, I try to give out something weekly as uh, to the top 10 fans of the show. This week, I know numbers three and four, Chris and Jill, they got cookies from Maddie Hatter Cookie Company. Yes, it was just one cookie a piece, but those cookies are awesome. <laughs> I ate some this morning. Like, I'm eating some every day. Maddie Hatter Cookie Company makes legit cookies, and I will be bringing some into the studio tomorrow to share. I've kind of hoarded the stash that I have at home, but tomorrow I will be bringing to let some of my coworkers uh, taste if they want to and enjoy the Maddie Hatter Cookie Company. So I give cookies. I let people have uh, the ability to ch- choose their name, top 10 fans of the show, when you come on. And this week, tomorrow, I will say one of the top 10 listeners will get to choose a charity that I will personally donate $100 to for the Christmas season, ideally. I'd love it to be something related to the holidays in some way, shape, or form. Maybe you know, a group that, that buys toys for kids. For Christmas, something like that. But wherever I'm instructed to donate to, that's where I will. Somebody in the top 10 tomorrow is going to get to tell me, hey, Jim, we'd like you to donate to this cause. And maybe here's why. So maybe they'd even call us on the show tomorrow to tell us about it. I'll give a heads up to the number one position individual maybe between now and then. So there's something to stay tuned for on Friday. Tomorrow, we're definitely talking football with my brother Dave. We're going to talk about the games. We're going to talk about my predictions. Tonight, Celtics. Celtics big. Bob, can we get them by 25? I don't know. Because Cleveland is going to show up and play and probably get lucky because Darius Garland is just in one of those things where when you're shooting, it's going in. And we know Damian Mitchell is going to be uh, ready to, to play. What's the wrong Mitchell? That's the kid from Baylor. Yep. Let's go. Sometimes it's tough to be in the studio all by myself, but I make the best of it and I sound good. 
We'll be sounding good tomorrow on WKXL Radio. The Sports Machine with Slim. It's 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester, NHTalkRadio.com. Have a good rest of the day.